0: Do you like cute dogs? Of course you do. We have a cute dog, and we'll share pictures of her if you listen to our podcast. We are two idiots and a dog, and we talk about movies and other media. And post pictures of our dog, Kaiju. New episodes post weekly on podpage.com slash T-I-A-A-D media. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at T-I-A-A-D media, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. So give us a listen you wouldn't want to disappoint kaiju. You're only giving a little spark of madness. Followed Mr. Carpenter, what he saw couldn't have been a dream. It was too real, but it couldn't have been true either. It was too deliciously frightful. Frank, that's yesterday. Old times are only good when you've had it. Night after night, all alone, daddy's all pent up. Let's freak! Third irrational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it why hello and allow myself to introduce myself i am your host ebony and welcome to another episode of the film spark podcast today we will be discussing the 1997 comedy classic austin powers international man of mystery but before we dive down that nutshell and realise penis pumps really aren't my bag, baby, I need to bring to highlight that at the time of this recording, February 10th, 2023, Melbourne time, the news that Bert Bacharach has sadly passed away has been released mere hours ago. Now you might be thinking, "Who the fuck is that, and why does it matter?" And to you, young grasshopper, I say, Burt Bacharach was an American composer, songwriter, record producer, and pianist who composed hundreds of pop songs from the late 1950s through to the 80s. Now, depending on your age, it will depend on how you took the news and how it is relevant in your lifetime line. If you grew up in the 60s, you probably remember the hits he wrote with Hal David for artists like Gene Pitney, Dionne Warwick, and B.J. Thomas. Children of the 80s are likely more familiar with Christopher Cross Arthur's theme, Best That You Can Do, Neil Diamond's Heartlight, and the Dionne Warwick charity single, That's What Friends Are For. But if you are like myself, and your pop culture awareness began in the 90s, It's very likely you first became aware of Bacharach in 1997 when you entered a multiplex to see the Mike Myers movie Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. The key scene comes midway through the film when the unfrozen 60s spy is struggling to adapt to life in the 90s. As Bacharach's 1965 classic What the World Needs Now Is Love Sweet Love And yes, I don't blame you for finishing this episode here because I can't sing for shit. (laughs) Plays in the background, powers drives alone through Las Vegas, gets mocked at a bar by a group of young friends, attempts to play a Bird's CD on a record player, pumps up a Reebok pump shoe until it explodes and he's covered in powder and learns that Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin and Mama Cass are all dead. In Mama Cass's circumstances, died ham sandwich. He grows more emotional when he catches up on the past 30 years of the history. He grows more emotional when he catches up on the past 30 years of world history. But then he takes Elizabeth Hurley's character, Vanessa Kensington, on a drive down the Las Vegas Strip on the top of a double-decker bus. Ladies and gentlemen, he says to the camera, Mr. Bert Bacharach. And there indeed is Bacharach, wearing a tuxedo, playing the song on the piano. He's only on camera for a few seconds, but it's one of the most memorable cameos in the Austin Powers trilogy. It was right around this time Bacharach was working with Elvis Costello on their brilliant collaborative LP, Painted from Memory. And they both appeared in 1999's Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me, to perform the new rendition of Bacharach's 1969 classic, I'll never fall in love again. As Powers serenades Heather Graham in the streets of London. Bacharach doesn't appear in 2002's Austin Powers in Goldmember, until the end credits when he once again sings What the World Needs Now Is Love at the Piano. And it was Burt Bacharach's A Look of Love that was playing on the car radio leading Mike Myers to think about where the swingers of the world went off to. This inevitably led to the comedian asking his then-wife, Robin Ruzan, if she swung and, and if he was making her horny. Told to stop to just write the new character down somewhere, Myers wrote the first draft of Austin Powell's International Man of Mystery in just three weeks. And so it is for this reason it only seems fitting that we have a moment with his music to remember the musician he was and forever will be. So please join me by stopping, listening and enjoying some of Burt Bacharach's finest hits. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. What the world needs now is love, sweet Just for some, but everyone else She took my last chance of happiness So God give me strength God give me strength For his bed Nothing seems to fit Those raindrops are falling On my head They keep falling So I just did Me some talking to the sun A chair is still a chair Even when there's no one sitting I should never go away I walk along the city streets You used to walk along with me And every step I take Reminds me of just how You used to be Well, how can I Forget you, girl Well, I hope you enjoyed that little musical intermission and now understand exactly why I had to bring him up in this episode. Now to the main topic at hand, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, or simply just Austin Powers, is a 1997 American spy comedy film directed by Jay Roach. It is the first instalment in the Austin Powers series. It stars franchise co-producer and writer Mike Myers, playing the roles of Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. Supporting roles are played by Elizabeth Hurley, Robert Wagner, Seth Green and Michael York. The film is a parody of the James Bond films and other popular culture in the 1960s, centering on a flamboyant, promiscuous secret agent and criminal mastermind, arch nemesis who go into and come out of a cryostasis at the same time as each other, as their conflict spans decades. Now when you watch Mike Myers in Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery, you remember exactly why he became a star on Saturday Night Live and in World, The hero of this engagingly daft espionage spoof is a twit from swinging London named Austin Powers, who also happens to be a James Bond-like super sleuth. With his horn rims and dirty crooked teeth, his frilly cravat, crushed velvet jackets and horrifying psychedelic flares, Austin the jelly-bellied rogue is the geekiest swinger who ever lived cryogenically frozen in 1967 he is reawakened in the present day but really he's still stuck in the late 60s a carnaby street wanker nattering on about free love and whipping out his camera with up cool to engage in flashy seductive photo shoots i bet she shags like a minx he says lasciviously eyeing a 90s career woman who thinks he must be insane the joke of Austin Powers is that in swinging London, even a flamboyant a loser could have fancied himself a stud. Austin is so hip, he's square, and so square, he's almost hip. Myers, who also wrote the film, creates only the thinnest pretense of a plot, but he has a good time sending up 60s movie cliches. I enjoy touches like a Hard Day's Night-esque opening credits, the mod use of split screen, and Austin's ritual of suavely plucking the wig off a villain who's disguised as a woman. That's a man, baby. But also, while the minutes-to-gags ratio isn't a patch on the Flying High, Naked Gun, or Mel Brooks parodies, there's a lot to admire, both verbally and visually. Whether it's Dr. Evil's hopelessly out-of-date demands or the magnificently choreographed nude scenes where the modesty of Mike Myers' eponymous, swinging spy and 90s minder Vanessa Kensington is protected by everything from milk jugs to pineapples, melons and even a spice rack. Because we all like to get a bit spicy. It's those secrets and double, nay sometimes triple entendres that actually make Austin Powers more of a homage to the carry-on films than strictly just a spy spoof. Speaking of those carry-on films, I grew up watching those and oh my god, I love those films so much. I'm gonna have to cover them on this podcast because they're just so good. So so good. <laughs> We're getting back to Austin Powers, uh, the groovy soundtrack featuring everyone from Nancy Sinatra to Burt Bacharach, of course, as we've already mentioned, coupled with musical sigs that help keep the action moving swiftly while also highlighting the episodic nature of the flick. They give the movie the feel of a Lost Monkeys episode or an abandoned Beatles project. Overall, Austin Powers, the international man of mystery, is a comedy classic to last the dawns of time. It's fun to sit and enjoy alone or with a group of friends as you recite classic one-liners like, oh behave, groovy baby, do I make you horny baby, and who does number two work for? And in a nutshell, it's just a lot of fun. Austin Powers, the international man of mystery, I give four out of five stars with a big groovy baby from me. But before I sign off for another episode done and dusted, I'm going to share with you some fun facts about the film. Did you know? (laughs) Before the film was released in theatres on May 2nd, 1997, MTV aired the special Austin Powers Electric Pussycat Swingers Club. The special features some exclusive scenes from the film and tons of celebrity cameos, including Juliana Margulies, I think I said that wrong, Rosie O'Donnell and Robert Wagner. The famous nude blocking scene between Myers and Elizabeth Hurley took 25 takes because it was so complicated. I shot 25 takes of that. We kept thinking it had to play out continuously. So I just kept shooting until there was a take that every single thing lined up perfectly. It was a hilarious scene, but it was actually really stressful because we were starting to feel like we were never going to get it. It Early revealed that everyone was nude during the filming of the scene besides some tape. Bizarrely, we shot it in a Scientology Celebrity Center in LA. It took a whole day as it was one continuous take early dished. Mike and I were nude, but covered with little bits of red sticky tape. We all knew each other so well by then, so we weren't self-conscious. Which goes into our next fun fact that because of that nude blocking scene, the Motion Picture Association of America originally slapped the film with an R rating. (laughs) R rated. Film. Could you an R rated Austin Powers film? Like, could you imagine? Roach had to go back and recut a lot to bring it back down from the R. We had to negotiate and cut, Roach said. The nudity blocking was something the MPAA wanted to be sure we didn't get too far with. The cheeky phallic references, like Elizabeth biting into a sausage and holding the melons up. That is bizarre. <laughs> like, why? That's like, fuck all. It really shows the difference in times because that show now is like PG rating. <laughs> But on to the next fun fact. Anonymous former writers and actors from the legendary sketch show claimed that Dr. Evil did an excellent job of mimicking SNL's head honcho from his overall control freak behavior to the physical mannerisms, including the famous upturned pinky. It was even rumored that Dana Carvey was angry with Myers for more than a decade because he felt that Myers stole his Lorne Michaels impression for Dr. Evil. A few months later, after The Spy Who Shagged Me came out, Myers appeared in an SNL sketch insisting to Michaels that Dr. Evil was not based on him after all. So with that ladies and germs we come to the end of another episode of the Film Spark podcast. Yes this one is a little short and sweet but honestly I'm at the point now where it's like this is the sort of film that so many people have seen there's not much more I can add to it. I just wanted to talk to it because talk to it i just wanted to talk to the film (laughs) i just wanted to talk about it because one it's one of my favorite movies and i easily quotable for the rest of time for me two i'm turning 30 tomorrow (laughs) and my 30th birthday is actually austin powers themed so it seemed fitting to do one with the other and three waking up to the news of burt Bacharach passing away was absolutely horrendous and I mean, unfortunately it was bound to happen, he's 94, but it was was just odd timing with everything with my birthday and that, with being Austin Bowers themed, and I I had to, I had to come on here and talk about him. He's too much of a legend to just leave in the background, and I mean, we have him to thank for the entire film series. Like I said earlier in the episode, you know, Mike Myers was listening to his music when he you know thought of him so it's bonkers and just like the film really <laughs> the film is bonkers i love it to death i will quote it forever but i hope you guys enjoy your day and look out for the next episode of the film spark podcast airing in one week uh if you follow on all the socials you'll know that the next movie is Marink a very experimental horror film that's coming out this year and I cannot wait to talk about it because I have a lot to say. But for now, I will leave you with a little bit more Bert Bacharach just to end the episode and I hope you have a fantastic day. Bye, guys. What the world needs now is love, sweet love Think the Film Spark podcast for all your film needs and more. Like what you heard? Give us a shot. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, and more, or follow the socials at film underscore spark underscore pod. You know what? Just follow us on everything. Check out the link tree linktr.ee forward slash Film spark pod. Find us, follow us, give us a shout. We always want to hear from you.